Welcome, everyone, and thank you for listening to my fourth podcast in this series on the basics of investing. My name is Elliot. This is Touchstone Financial Education, and today we are going to discuss the differences between actively managed and passively managed funds. Now, in previous episodes, we went through the basics of accounts. We went through the differences between 401ks and IRAs and brokerage accounts, etc. Now we're going to talk about what goes in them for most people. And these, of course, would be either mutual funds or exchange-traded funds, as discussed in my previous podcast. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and get started with passive funds. And what that means is this is a mutual fund or an ETF that invests in an index in the stock market only. All right, the most popular out there is the S&P 500, or maybe some of you have heard of a total stock market fund, or the NASDAQ 100, or the Russell 2000. Basically, these funds invest directly in those indices. So when you hear people talk about set it and forget it investment options, this is exactly what they're referring to, all right? doesn't take a lot of effort to monitor the investment because you're buying a broad swath of the market, all right? Whether it be in your 401k plan, and a lot of times there are these index fund choices in there, or again, your IRA or your taxable investments. And on the next episode, when we talk about asset allocation, I'll go through the importance of having these index funds or passively managed funds in the portfolio. Again, slowly getting more complex as these episodes go on. Now, back to passive funds. One of the hallmarks of an index fund or a passively managed fund is that because it invests directly in an index, there is no money manager or team of money managers picking stocks on your behalf. You just get what's in the index. As a result, the cost of having that investment is extremely low, and Fidelity just put out a series of funds called zero expense ratio funds. So they're basically free, right? Most index funds will run you between 0.02 to 0.04%, or put it another way, that's 20 bucks to 40 bucks for every $10,000 invested. And by the way, this cost is known as an expense ratio. So as you go through, do your research, do your homework, whatever, you've probably come across that phrase, expense ratio. And again, all that means is this is how much it costs you to hold this fund every year. All right. On these passively managed funds or index funds, it's extremely low because there is nobody picking stocks. You just have the index and it's your job as the investor to figure out which index you want to invest in. And by the way, the most popular index fund out there, ladies and gentlemen, is the S&P 500 index fund. Everybody has their own version. T. Rowe Price, Fidelity, Vanguard, Schwab, um, whomever you're investing through has a version of that index fund. All right. Another hallmark to this type of investing is that we call them set it and forget it investment options, meaning, again, don't really have to watch it. Um, Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger, big money managers who've been around forever tout passively managed funds as the way to go because over the long haul, 
you do not outperform the indices. And yeah, that's kind of true, right? But that doesn't mean that we limit our investment scope to passively managed funds only, okay? For those of you who want a little bit more out of performance, a little more sophisticated in their investing, we've got the actively managed funds. And I'm going to focus perhaps most of my attention today on those because it is a little more complicated category. Now, actively managed funds do have a higher expense ratio, a higher cost associated with it because there are money managers or a money manager picking stocks on your behalf. All right. So in your 401k choices or you log into your portal for your IRA and brokerage account and you'll see this huge list of funds, most of those are actively managed and they come in categories like growth, balanced, aggressive growth, foreign, which is broken down into international, emerging market and global. OK, and the difference between those three um, is that international is usually pegged in Europe. European Union. Emerging market is usually anchored in China, but it includes second and third world. So you can have, you know, China, India, the Middle East, parts of Africa, etc. And then global funds are just that. They are funds that invest in all parts of the world without the United States. So on a global fund, you might see a title as um, MSCI, which is a series of index funds for global funds, but it'll be MSCI X. EX USA, meaning it invests in everything outside of the United States. So whichever of those three giant categories you decide to go to, just know that you want to monitor the performance a little more closely than you do on the passively managed funds. Okay, the expense ratio is going to be higher because you have a team or a person picking stocks on your behalf. And again, it's going to take just a little more time to monitor these funds. All right. Also, with actively managed funds, you get to compare and contrast perhaps relatively easily the performance of the fund or funds that you have chosen to other funds in its category. All right. Um, within the fund family, meaning if it's Vanguard or T. Rowe Price or Fidelity, etc., as well as funds managed by other companies like BlackRock, like American funds, like MFS, etc. Okay, so not only do we compare the cost of having the fund, the expense ratio, but we're also going to compare its performance. This is why these things take a little bit more time to watch. And the most popular way of monitoring your actively managed fund choices is by taking a look at the um, Morningstar page. Now, through your 401k, maybe your IRA, you have access to Morningstar, and that's the page where you get a star rating, one through five, okay? That's probably the easiest way to take a look at how your fund is doing relative to the stock market and other funds in its category, all right? And with that, these categories are broken down into aggressive growth, growth, growth and income, balanced, there are bond funds all the way down to money market. So if you're going to choose a portfolio of actively managed funds, it does take some time to monitor. Now, in subsequent episodes, I'm going to talk about asset allocation and how these funds fit into an allocation, meaning I'm picking some funds based on what I'm trying to achieve in the market. That's what an asset allocation is. And with that comes things like rebalancing. So 
with passive funds or index funds, generally speaking, we don't rebalance. Maybe our program we were using through our portal does that for us, but where the rebalancing component comes in is when we are specifically going after a type of asset allocation, right? And most portals or platforms today will rebalance for you every quarter, twice a year, or once a year. And again, I have to stress this. Actively manage funds. You do have to monitor more often. You are likely to go ahead and rebalance. So for example, if your small cap component, meaning your small company funds outperformed your mid and large cap stock funds, well then you might take a, a little bit of those profits from small cap and add it to the large or add it to the mid or maybe even add it to your foreign component. That fund that underperformed, hey, you might think it's time to get out of this and go somewhere else or reduce the size of my position for the time being and go somewhere else. That's what rebalancing is. That's what we do when we hold actively managed funds in our portfolio. Okay, And the more sophisticated investor you become, the more likely you are to use actively managed funds because you're after a specific type of performance in the market. So for example, if you are a moderate fund investor or just a moderate investor in general, let's say you like Tesla and Apple and Google. Okay, well, you can have a tech fund. Well, we might go out there, check out all the tech funds, see what Morningstar has to say, and pick one. But since last March, March of 21, tech funds have just been going down, down, down. Maybe it's time to get out. Okay, This is where the active managed component by you, the investor, comes in. All right, You have to decide whether it's worth it to stick it out or whether it's worth it to basically cut bait, get out and move into a different sector. All right. So those are some of the hallmarks of actively managed funds and how we take a look at their performance. Now, I just breeze through quite a bit, just kind of within the time constraints. But if you have more questions on this, please reach out to me at touchstonefinancialmanagement.com and I'd happy to provide more detail. Also, and I got to say this, this is my opinion now. I like to see people have most of their resources in the passive component or the index fund component and use that actively managed fund piece to enhance performance. Again, if you like tech or electric vehicles, communication services, maybe you like old school industrials like Procter & Gamble and Clorox, so on and so forth. Wherever your research leads you, whatever you're looking for in the marketplace, you can find it through actively managed funds. All right. Now, just to iterate, the expense ratios on these actively managed funds will be higher. That's okay because we do have a team or a person picking stocks on our behalf. So hopefully we're getting what we pay for. That's why we need to monitor them more closely. Outside of your investment portal, Vanguard, Fidelity, T. Rowe Price, wherever you are, U.S. News and World Report Best ETF List is a great place to go to get started with some research because they break down these funds into different categories. Again, aggressive growth all the way down to conservative U.S. government bond funds. Okay, another list that you can check out is ETF dB.com. 
exchange traded fund database is what that stands for and they break down 30 different categories so I like to kind of start my research there and then I move back through my portal now once I'm in my portal I've kind of got a few funds that I picked out from both of those lists then I will run it through the investment screener again through Schwab TD Ameritrade Fidelity Vanguard whoever you use and see if there's kind of a cross connection meaning do the top funds on those lists match up with what I'm finding inside my portfolio and if you do see that then chances are you're onto something alright that might be something worth investing in now the index funds you're not gonna find them on these lists because you're basically investing in a broad swath of the market as spelled out by an index on the actively managed side this kind of research is key before you commit your hard-earned resources so please don't do this unless you plan on spending some time monitoring your own investments okay and again have a little bit of both passively managed you know you might want to anchor your portfolio to the S&P 500 to the Nasdaq 100 the Russell 2000 whatever index suits your needs meaning whatever fits within your risk profile and that's just a fancy way of saying what kind of investments that you can make for yourself while still sleeping comfortably at night that's all that is okay so please choose the appropriate funds accordingly between passive and active and if you're gonna lean more towards active know that you have to spend more time that's really it in terms of the big categories of passive to active and then on the active side again it breaks down into these smaller categories the more time you have the more specific you can be with your fund choices now for those of you who want the actively managed component but still don't want to spend a lot of time there is saving grace here and that is using a robo advisory component through your platform and some of you with 401ks at Empower at Vanguard at Fidelity at T Rowe Price etc there is an option through your retirement plan to sign up for the robo advisory component to pick these funds for you okay and you do pay a small fee I know through Fidelity and Vanguard I believe it's down to 0.2 percent per year and they will choose a good mix of funds between passive and active so you don't have to worry about it yet you can capture market performance as well as performance of different sectors of the market that might be outperforming at this time so that's another option to set it and forget it but I gotta say this if you are going to use a robo advisory component you know still keep an eye on it okay just because the program picked the fund for you doesn't mean that the fund is going to perform well it's up to you to determine what that performance should be in your retirement account or in your taxable investment account and some of you out there listening to this are just gonna say you know what I have no idea what I'm doing I'm gonna go get a financial advisor in which case that's great because that person is going to be paid a fee and they will put together a portfolio of funds for you probably again using a combination of actively managed as well as passively managed fund so that's it on this one this one's a little shorter today because I'm gonna reserve some of the other information for asset allocation and I don't want to get into that because that would lead to perhaps more questions and answers before I record my next podcast 
But again, if you have questions for me or any comments you'd like to share, you can reach me at touchstonefinancialeducation.com. My name is Elliot. Thank you for listening. And by the way, thank you for all of those out there who listened to my previous podcasts as well. Have a good day.